Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. Today is Numbers chapter 12, and I'm your host, Brandon Cannon. And man, we have a really good one today. We're going to talk about how to deal with criticism. So it's going to beef up today. It's going to be crazy. But before we do that, if you like this, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You also rate this. One of the things that when you rate this podcast, if you use Apple Podcasts or whatever, rating it lets the algorithms know that this is something worth listening to. So if you don't mind, take a moment rate the podcast. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like this video and you subscribe to the channel and also share this. I love the idea of us going back and forth and just doing this together. So you can go to my Facebook page right now. Eventually, I'm going to create like a Facebook group. Go to my Facebook page where I have the reading for today and let me know what your takeaway was from this chapter. And remember, context is king. When we realize where we are and what we are doing, we're able to understand the narrative of what's going on. And that's going to be really important when talking about today's topic. So today we're going to be in Numbers chapter 12, and it's not a very long chapter, but man, there's a lot in it. And so I want to give you a little bit of background before we do this. Now, remember, this whole started, this whole book started as a pickup right after Exodus. The nation of Israel were slaves in Egypt, Egyptian bondage. They get out of Egyptian bondage. There are just amazing miracles to get them out of there. They go to Mount Sinai. They receive the covenant from the Lord, and then... As Numbers begins, they're about to take off and head toward the promised land. I mean, they got their fighting men ready. They're ready to go. A couple of chapters ago, they made these trumpets to kind of give signals to know when to go, and then they head out. Last chapter, you know, they've headed out, they've, they've gone, and they start complaining against the Lord, saying, Lord, we're back in Egypt. We had free meat to eat. All we have here is free donuts to eat, and they're complaining, and so God sends it, and it says that they stayed in this place called Hazaroth for a long time. So what that would mean is, is that the, the pillar of fire by night, the cloud by day, stayed over the tabernacle for a long time to really give them a chance. And remember, the overall idea of the numbers is learning how to trust the Lord. It's a hard journey. Have you ever lived out of your suitcase for a while? Imagine doing it for 40 years. It's a long journey. And they have to trust the Lord as they go. And what's going on as they do this is things are happening. For instance, Moses, he spent the first 40 years of his life in Egypt. At around 40 years old is when he ended up killing an Egyptian to try to you know, save a Hebrew's life. He has to run out and he lives as a, um, a wanted man for 40 years in the wilderness. Well, while he's there, he marries someone named Zipporah. We don't know exactly when, but at some point at the end of that 40 years and with him going back to Egypt to liberate the Israelites, and then now they're out, all this, all this stuff happens, Zipporah, so, most scholars think she dies. We don't know exactly what happened to her, but most scholars believe that she had died. And at some point there, Moses gets remarried, and he gets married to someone who is from the land of Cush, that's C-U-S-H, and that's south of Egypt. It's not an Israelite. It's not a Hebrew. It's someone that would have been identified with the Egyptians. Now, that's kind of a slap in the face if you think about it. You married someone that someone might would kind of um, put them in the same you know, camp with the, our oppressors. You know, and you can use your imagination. There is, no, there is no evidence for this fact, but maybe even he knew her already because you know, he lived with the Egyptians. I, we don't know. We're just using our imagination on that. But for whatever it is, 
he married someone that was an Ethiopian, someone from the land of Cush, who could have been more closely resembled the Egyptians than the Hebrews. Well, as Moses is continuing to get more and more power and authority, because he represents God to these people, even though he's got Aaron, who is the high priest, Miriam, his sister, kind of represents the prophets of the place, they are not getting near the press release that Moses is. And so, you know, a little bit of jealousy starts to creep in, and that's where we find now chapter 12. And you know one of the things that is one of the most dangerous things we can do, and that is to settle into the long run of God's faithfulness. It's important. We need to just settle in. This is what God has called me to do. This is what I'm going to do. But you notice when they settle in and they stay a place for a long time, they start finding little things to be mad about. And so it's so important that when we get into those seasons, we don't go looking for trouble, but rather we just stay faithful to what God is calling us to do. And so if I were to name this whole thing, it's how to deal with criticism because it's coming. Criticism's coming your way. We want to deal with it in the right way. So you ready? Get your NLT Bible ready. Get your coffee. Chapter 12, verse 1. Get ready for it. It's nasty. Here we go. Verse 1. While they were in Hazaroth, Miriam and Aaron, that's Moses' sister and brother, criticized Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. They said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the Lord heard them. And now Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. So, Pause for a moment. Now, when it said, had the Lord not spoken to them too, they were, first of all, you have Aaron, who is the high priest. So he's around the presence of the Lord all the time. And the only place we can really see where God spoke through Miriam was when they got to the other side of the Red Sea. She got a tambourine and started singing a song of praise to the Lord. That's the closest you know, thing she's got. But she's saying, you know, you really married someone you shouldn't have. So maybe you can't hear from the Lord after all. And what I love is the Bible actually says Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. And this makes sure we understand humble doesn't mean you're a pushover. Humble means you're comfortable in your own skin. Humble means, humble does not mean you think less of yourself. It means you think of yourself less often. You're self-aware about who you are. You know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and you're good. You know, you're working on getting better, but you're not obsessed with yourself and you're not obsessed with being against yourself, right? So a humble person is someone who doesn't read their own press. They're just comfortable in their own skin. So another way of saying this is Moses was the most comfortable in his own skin person you've ever met. And so when they say, has the Lord not spoken to us too? He's probably like, yeah, (laughs) go for it, my friends. But God has something to say after this major criticism. Verse 4, so immediately the Lord called to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam and said, go out to the tabernacle. Now, I've got this idea in my head that like Charlton Heston or Morgan Freeman is the voice pattern that God's using. We don't know, but it's like, go out to the tabernacle, the three of you. <laughs> you know, He's using his daddy voice right now. You know what I'm saying? So the three of them went to the tabernacle and then the Lord descended in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. You imagine how terrible. Dad means business, okay? And he says this, Aaron and Miriam, he called, and they stepped forward. And the Lord said to them, now I'm not going to read the rest of this in my ridiculous voice because that takes forever. Now listen to what I say. If there, and I have this picture of him pointing his finger at him. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in visions. I would speak to them in dreams, but no, not with my servant Moses, Of all of my house, he is the one I trust. 
I speak to him face to face, clearly and not in riddles. See, he sees the Lord as he is. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? I mean, Father God just laid it down. You know what he just said? He said, who do you think you are? Oh, I get nervous just thinking about it. You imagine the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, just said, who do you think you are? Oh, Lord, help us. All right, verse 9. The Lord was very angry with them, and he departed. <laughs> That's even worse, okay? It's like, I don't know, have you ever had you ever had somebody get mad at you and just say, I'm very disappointed in you, and they just walk away? That's like even worse. It's like hit me in the throat, do something. Don't just walk away. But the Bible said he was very angry, and he departed. And as the cloud moved from above the tabernacle, there stood Miriam, her skin as white as snow from leprosy. And when Aaron saw what had happened to her, he cried out to Moses, Oh, my master, please don't punish us for this sin, for we have so foolishly committed. Don't let her be like a stillborn baby already decaying at birth. Now, can I just pause? Can I just be honest? I don't like Aaron anyway. Aaron's the guy who, when Moses went up in, in the book of Exodus, when, when Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments, he's the one that was supposed to be in charge. And when Moses came back, they were worshiping a calf. And, and then when Moses went to Aaron and said, what have you done? He said, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, we, we put all this gold in a fire and <gasps> out came a calf. Come on now. I want to go back in a time machine just so I can hit Aaron in the back of the head. You idiot. <laughs> and here we go again. As soon as he sees this judgment, he's like, oh, Lord. It's like, oh, come on, man. Come on. Thir verse 13. So Moses cried out to the Lord. Oh, God, I beg you, please heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, if her father had done nothing more than spit in her face, wouldn't she be defiled for seven days? So keep her outside the camp for seven days, and after that, she may be accepted back. Now, being spit in the face is always bad, of course, but in that culture, it was the highest of insults. The only thing worse is being slapped with a shoe, but that's a whole other topic. But being spit on in the face is the highest of shame. And that's where, you know, you would have to have like a seven-day timeout, a seven days of shame. And so what God is saying is, is this is my version of spitting in her face. How dare her talk to you like that? And so verse 15, so Miriam was kept outside the camp for seven days and the people waited until she was brought back before they traveled again. Then they left Hazaroth, thank goodness, and camped in the wilderness of Paran. So a lot going on here, right? What is the big idea of this whole chapter? Let the Lord fight your battles. You know, let, let the Lord fight your battles. What to do when criticism comes? Here's the answer. answer. Let the Lord fight your battles. They came to Moses, jealous, upset. Couldn't find anything to criticize him over, so found, found something that would be good enough. Started criticizing him. And, and God said, who do you think you are? When we get into situations sometimes, that's what we want to do. We want to be the one to write the Facebook post. Go on Instagram. Make a reel. Let me tell you. Let me, let me outline all the scriptures and why I'm right and why you're wrong. But you know what's even better? If you do it, then maybe you'll rally a few people to your cause. But at the end of the day, you'll lose your integrity as well. But what if... Someone comes up to you and they criticize you and you say, you know what? You might be right. You might be right. I don't know. And let the Lord come to them and say, who do you think you are? And let the Lord have the last laugh and do what he's going to do. And you know what you do the whole time? You pray for him. That's what Moses did. When Moses started to see the wrath of God come down, he interceded for his enemies. 
because at the end of the day, they're still his family. And here's the thing. You know, no one's going to hurt you like other church people are going to hurt you. I, I assume I'm talking to Christians right now. You know, it's one thing when the world hurts you. You kind of expect it. They're in the world. You don't expect church people to hurt you. You know, imagine Moses probably would have expected a lot of people to say, mess, not my sister, my brother. And so when they come to him, I had to hurt a little bit more. Christian, can I tell you, nothing's going to hurt worse than church hurt. But you know what you do? You know what you do when you get criticized by those closest to you? You let the Lord fight your battles. And instead, you pray for your enemies. Because the Lord can do it a whole lot better than you can. And the Lord knows what he's doing. So I just want to encourage you with that today. If you're experiencing criticism, let the Lord fight your battles. He knows what he's doing. And instead, you pray for him. And here's the thing, too. Most of the time, we're not innocent either. Maybe Moses shouldn't have married a Cushite. Maybe Moses should have done something different. And so in the end of the day, you know, we're usually not innocent either. So I hope that encourages you today. The Lord's been talking to us through his word. Let's talk to him, and then we're going to read our verse, and then we'll be finished for today. Father, thank you that you know how to fight our battles. And I'm so thankful, God, that you fight our battles, because so many times we're not right either. And so we need some correction. We need guidance and course corrections as well. So we trust you in all things. And if there's someone listening to this today and they're experiencing criticism or unfair treatment, well, we just give you permission to fight our battles. And we just intercede for those people, those circumstances, those things that are outside of our control. And we just trust you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word says in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you. Hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow for Numbers chapter 13.